When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland. We are past week one where the Browns, for the first time in forever 18 years, are 1-0 heading into the second game of the season, and that will be the New York Jets at 1 o'clock on Sunday in the home opener, especially night where We'll find Joe Thomas getting his Browns jacket where he'll become a legend at this game. But that's not what the story is all about. The story is all about looking back at how the team can get better and what they'll do against the Jets this Sunday. This is It's Always Game Day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. Daryl Ryder, an interesting day in Berea again on, what, Wednesday where Cade York found himself the hero, the hero of special teams across the NFL. Yeah, named AFC Special Teams Player of the Week, and he was obviously thrilled about it. It's cool, but to be honest, it doesn't really mean anything. It's next week now. <laughs> the kid is ice. He's ice. Maybe he's Stefanski's son. He sounds just like Kevin when he says I, that. I really wanted to ask him today if uh, he was uh, related to Kevin Stefanski, but um, – uh, Cade York doing everything he can to keep the Cleveland t-shirt economy unbeknownst to him out of a recession. Um, I, I did ask him about that today. Are you aware they're already selling Cade York t-shirts in town? I mean, like jerseys or just t-shirts. That's cool. <laughs> so you're not aware. No, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Let, let's talk about some of those t-shirts here for a second. One is, uh, the Cade York Hope poster, which is like the Barack Obama po- picture, right? Yep. Where it's multicolored. Um, the other one, oh, there's a new one that just came out tonight. I haven't seen this for the first time. As I kind of scroll through these, it's 32 bucks on top of that, um, and it just talks about. It just says uh, Cade York. Uh, nah, it's not that good. Uh, then there's another one that has Cade on the top, and then um, uh, on the bottom. Now I can't find it. It's um. Oh, it's a good one too. I don't know. There, there's a bunch out there. There's they where the they I love New York. Cade York instead of I love New York. Yeah, I've seen that one. And then New York X'd out and oh Cade M F York, it says on it. Oh gosh. So there's at least eight of them out there. There's actually a cool one that says Jersey. It's a t-shirt that says Jersey that I actually was like, hey, that's not bad. But I mean when it comes to good things in this town, it's all about T-shirts, isn't it, Daryl? Yeah, it really is, and it's it's uh, somewhat uh, comical uh, <laughs> that it is. But, um, look, I mean, he, right now he's a rock star. Kevin Stefanski joked today he wasn't aware of the rock star status. You know, I asked uh, Charlie Hewlett, who is uh, longest-tenured Brown, along with uh, Joel Batonio, how offended he is that he's yet to get a, a T-shirt made for him and he, you know, he basically said, you know, no one's going to, you know, it's okay. No one's really making a t-shirt for me. And 
while I took that as a little bit of, of Hewlett being humble because he's a long snapper, but long snappers are people too. And they're very important. Um, that I took that as a challenge. Like now I think we need to challenge one of our many numerous t-shirt proprietors and artists here in Cleveland to come up with a Charlie Hewlett. I have it. I'll give you what it should say. Ready? I'm ready. Oh snap, Charlie. Yes. Just like I'm waiting for the Yorktown t-shirt. That's got to be coming too. Like, you know, like we need a Yorktown T-shirt, but um, yeah, he's kind of a rock star right now. He even said, I mean, but he's just so level headed and he's just kind of like, yeah, I know if like I don't keep doing this, Cleveland's going to hate me. So he certainly gets the week to week thing uh, that goes with this. Um, but I think that if there's one Cleveland Brown today that is thrilled that Cade York is his teammate. It's Jacoby Brissett. One from a rookie that's rare, but from a kicker that's even more rare. Uh, but, uh, you know, he puts in the work, so he should be confident, uh, you know, and, and uh, he should want the ball in his foot uh, at the end of the game. Uh, but, uh, you know, he, he like, like I said, he was confident, and, and you know, that, that's more than half the battle right there. I, ju I just want to clarify something that he said. He okay. did, in fact, Jacoby Brissett did, in fact, say this. Uh, he should. Want the ball in his foot uh, at the end of the game. Uh, he should want the ball in his foot uh, at the end of the game. Get it? I get it. Uh, he should want the ball in his foot uh, at the end of the game. I'm surprised football reference doesn't have a game-winning kick. Uh, they probably do. Game, yeah, you know, they, they've, they've got that game-winning drive. Yeah. chart that you can see i'm sure that they've got game-winning kicks out there too i just so that I, is I, an I, early leader in soundbite of the year i should want the ball in his foot uh, <laughs> the game. <laughs> i think that's i think we have an early leader in the clubhouse and you know what in fact i i think our lovely t-shirt proprietors in cleveland should make a t-shirt uh he should want the ball in his foot uh <laughs> <in> the game <laughs> Uh, you know what's amazing? Question for you. Okay, but well, let me give you the one stat about Cade York that like blew me away. I went back and looked at some of his college stuff. Dude has not missed an extra point since 2018. Uh, oh, get out of here! I see the look. Did I jinx him for next week? Yes. If he misses because of me, we got bigger problems. You never mess with a streak, bro. It, Come it on, it's man. not. It's a pro streak now. He's two in a row, okay? Get three and we'll call it a streak. Otherwise, it's just back-to-back. -back. <laughs> you know how many field goals he missed in college? Five. Five. If, and they if were he all misses freshman this weekend, year. I'm blaming you. Uh, he should want the ball in his foot. Uh, <laughs> uh, he can put his foot, you know, <laughs> somewhere else if he misses. How's that so? All right, we just heard from Jacoby Brissett. Um, all eyes looking at him to improve this week. Uh, you know, the way he started, it was interesting to hear uh, Gerard Cherry talk about how the the Browns receivers could have been um, electric all week had he just connected with them, you know? And to think about the way things played out in the beginning of the game, in particular, you know, he said Amari Cooper could have been the AFC player of the week mm -hmm. if, if, if uh, he was able to connect with Jacoby Brissett. I mean, it's just... 
getting more repetitions at it. Uh, you know, that was probably our first time in game, like live action, but uh, uh, can't miss those, obviously. But, uh, you know, something that we're going to work on. I mean, I how much of that's because they didn't get any work in the preseason, Andy? Boom. He, I mean, he just kind of explained it. He said, I haven't seen that kind of live action. So I, I understand why coaches are, are scared to death to play some of their starters during the preseason. Yep. But if you're not ready, you're not helping anybody. Hundred percent, and and look, I you know I I you know he was eighteen to thirty four for a buck forty seven. Of course, there's a ton of improvement that needs to come from him if the the Browns are going to win Sunday against the Jets. A lot of room for improvement. Uh, definitely good that we you know were able to win in all three phases of the game, but a lot of improvement. I know for far side of the ball, and um, you know, looking forward to that challenge this week. But and, only one phase of the game played a complete game. That's the that they need at least two of them to play a complete game. You know, you can talk about the offense scoring enough points. I'll give you that, but they they right. could have been way more efficient and they could have done way more. And then you look at the defense, man, they were outstanding. Seven yards given up in the first quarter, outstanding. But in that fourth quarter, you've got to play as well as you did in the first. So the defense didn't play a full phase. The only phase of the game where they played all the way through was special teams from punting to kicking to snapping to holding. Even though you had plenty of mailbox moments every time they punted to Demetric Felton. But, I mean, look, they're take, luckily for the Browns, they're taking on another lousy team in the New York Jets who uh, had their lunch pail handed to them by Baltimore 24-9. But they're, you know, going to be playing a quarterback, Joe Flacco, who, let's be honest about Andy, I, I know he's up there and he's been around a long time, but like he has owned the Browns historically. Like he has been, aside from Ben Roethlisberger, like <laughs> a nightmare for them. Um, he's got 27 career touchdown passes against the Browns, which is the most he's had against any uh, opponent. He's thrown for at least 275 and four of the last five starts that he's had against the Browns. Now, granted, he doesn't have the same type of supporting cast that we're used to him having with the Baltimore Ravens. But look, I mean, Jacoby Brissett better have it cleaned up for the Jets or there's going to be problems. And I think Brissett understands that. Well, then I'll be telling the Jets a game plan, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think it, it just starts with us. Uh, a lot of the things that that halted us was, was our communication, our <clears throat> fundamentals and technique and our um, – things that that had nothing to do with uh, the opposing team but everything to do with us so uh you know that this week is to clean those things up and and, uh, and and get ready for a tough opponent and again i go back to communication problems lining up wrong it, like these are all fixable things that's like the the good thing right i mean all this stuff is fixable but should have never been a problem in the first place that's that's well, my whole point so here's my question with both answers do you think jacoby Brissett's going to be a better quarterback week two than he was week one God, I hope so. I mean, can yes. he be a better quarterback yes. week two than he was yes. week one? Yes. I agree. I'm be optimistic. Yes, he can. I agree, and I'll even go back to that last bite where you know it sounded like they just weren't ready in some ways because they hadn't played together with live bullets on the other side. Yeah, and I think that it, that if you want to point the finger at somebody, then you got to look at the coaching staff for the decisions of the players that they played during the preseason. And Kevin Stefanski. Basically said today when he was asked about that, yeah. <laughs> not so happy, at least, not you know, he manned up on it. I don't have a problem with that. All right, it's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, why don't you subscribe to the podcast? When we come back, we talk about that dynamic duo, Chubb and Hunt, or Hunt and Chubb. It's always game day in Cleveland. <laughs> 